Hello everybody and welcome to this week's bonus podcast where we are going to be talking all about The Rover's Return. And by we, of course, I mean me, Michael. Me, Gemma. And uh, yeah, so we thought that it was... Uh, this, this is going to be one of these episodes that I hope people will really enjoy if you like kind of just knowing about how the show works, how it's changed over the years and just want to delve into the history. Because um, we did an episode a couple of years ago about how the, the general outdoors set of the street has changed over the years, didn't we? And, yeah. And I thought that that was going to actually be a little bit dull, but it turns out that it was a lot of fun and other people liked it as well. So we thought we'd just do the same um, again, but just for the Rover's return. What with it being the most iconic place in Coronation Street and everything? Not just iconic, but also extremely changeable and malleable <laughs> over years. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, it's like the pub of requirement. It basically is, isn't it? Yeah, whatever you want, it can go in there. I think, you know, when it was put together, when Tony Warren had the idea for this, because the, the Rovers was part of his original pitch for Coronation Street, he thought, well, you want to have the characters, have them somewhere to congregate at the end of the episode. It's going to have it's going to have a main bar. It's going to have some little side rooms. It's going to have a bag. doesn't really matter about where it fits in. Because, I mean, especially if you think about the end of it, I mean, sorry, the beginning of it, opposite, um... There was only meant to be 12, 13 odd episodes or so, so it didn't really matter. We didn't need to sit down and world build what the layout of the pub was going to no, be. No, I mean, they had the layout of their street, didn't they? Which was based on um, Archie Street in Salford, Salford, as we've talked about before. Um, although, it's actually, Archie Street didn't even have a pub in, but they thought it, it seems like a good idea. And um, good job they did, really, didn't they? <laughs> If it had just been a load of houses and well, it had been blocked off, then I think it was quite, could really reduce storyline possibilities. It's, it's part of everyday life to, you know, go to the pub and meet up with your your friends and your fellow workers and your neighbours. Um, not that we do it. Well, ever, it's, it was yeah, definitely a thing. Definitely a thing for lots of people. And, and if you think that the rovers being static is um, a modern thing. No, there are still changes they, they that change. happen mm. right up to recently yeah, where right, yeah, right. things are included in the rovers that couldn't actually really fit in the space Yeah, and then get retconned away. Again. So we thought that as part of this, it'd be quite funny to see just how it has stretched and shrunk over the years. Um, and there is going to be a version of this on YouTube. In fact, I'm hoping that it's going to be out the same day as the audio version of this. And um, I've been compiling over the last month or so. Just I've just been grabbing photos from all over the place. So everything that we talk about today, we've got pictures of as well so if you want to see it along with us then um, you can you can watch it on our youtube video as well um little bit of interesting trivia for the beginning of this now lots of people might already know that there is already a rovers return um if you go to manchester it's not too far away from the set is there there's a rovers that you can go to but that's only been around that's for, in chapel street yeah that's the one that's the one in chapel street exactly and it, is, it has not even been called the rovers return for all its life it's a couple of hundred years old that used to be called the lord new. nelson yeah just just a couple of hundred yeah but um back in 1306 there was a Rover's return, with apostrophe, I think, in, in Withy Grove in Manchester. And this is um, where the Arndale Centre is now. It's, yes. It is no longer there. It's been one. demolished in 1958, but mm. it dates all the way back uh, to medieval times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, people, it always used to claim to be the oldest pub in Manchester. There was another pub uh, that would also make that claim as well. But 
there, there were no records that say when it became a pub because it was it was just like a, a medieval mansion kind of place. There's there's pictures of it. It looks very you know old, it, old Tudory sort of house. Not I mean although this predated the Tudor times. It's very ramshackle looking in the picture that we've got. Yeah, we've got a few pictures. It's it's got that classic white with black beams and everything. Yeah, Tudor looking. Yeah, it doesn't look anything like the current Rovers, but oh, no. this was that this was absolutely what. It's got like a bay window front. Yeah, it? this is this is exactly what Tony Warren says he based the rover's return on it's it's really quite fascinating and uh it's yeah, there, there's 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 like drawings of it it was a you know a real important pub for the people you know living in manchester back at the time um and we we know that although we know we don't we don't know exactly when it first started serving beer we do know that when manchester cathedral was built in 1421 you could go there or the workers went there to have to have that's incredible that it predates Manchester Cathedral, isn't it? And um, the first couple who were married in Manchester Cathedral also had their wedding breakfast in the Rovers as well. There's yes. signs that are like call it ye oldie Rovers return as well, just for that. That's yeah. for that classic feel. But um, yeah, it stopped. It stopped trading as a pub in 1923, so 100 years ago this year actually, and um, it was demolished in 1958. Such a shame it was demolished, but you know now we've got the Arndale. Now we've got the Arndale Centre. So, are you um, going to mention the fact that there is this uh, phantom apostrophe? I could. I could do. What do you want me to say well, about it? Tony Warren didn't really have much of a care for grammar, did he? Not so much. Not, 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 not just mere apostrophes, no. He didn't really know where he would put the apostrophe, so he just <laughs> left it off. Left it off when he came to do the actual rovers in, in the pub. So, um, so current... that's why it's not called... It hasn't got an apostrophe in there. Yes. And so we all never, never know uh, no. if whether it was one rover or many. <laughs> um, and that's a mystery that... We'll, we'll never. Well, they talked about that just like recently aliens, on yeah. Classic Coronation Street in 2002 we'll when they had um, Lillian Spencer's son come into the pub and he one of the first things he said to Fred was, Where's the apostrophe? <laughs> That's because what you would all, all the snobs are all like me, or point out missing <laughs> Walking around with pens, anyway. correcting everybody's grammar. So, like all the interior sets of Coronation Street back in, in late 1960, it was filmed in the studio at first. So this, this, there was no outdoor set in the early yeah, so days let's of just Coronation be clear. Street. Begin- Everything was indoors. At the, yeah, at the very beginning of Coronation Street, it was an indoor set. The whole street was kind of built and they had to keep moving bits mm. in and out, didn't they? Yeah, and it was it was made to three-quarters scale. The rovers itself, there was no, no upstairs. It, the, the set just stopped above the green rovers return sign. Yeah, there was um, no window or anything no, above it, that. No, but on the outside, it did have the two bay windows that we still have these days which look you know fairly similar one of the main differences that you'll see if you look at those windows back then is that the one on the left said select on the outside and the one on the right said public so these were two of the three bars that you could go to the rovers regulars would go into inside the rovers both of which we'll come to later but the the public is the the main main bit of the inside i think the select was supposed to be for ladies. No, no, the snug was supposed to be for oh, the, the ladies. Snug. Okay. Yeah, the select itself. That was the big um, kind of function room that was. Um, oh yeah, sorry. That, that, that's all right. It's all right. We're, we're all learning here today. Um, so there was you, you have those two windows there, and then just to the right of the door, the door kind of is goes inwards, doesn't it? You had you've got your sign that says Rovers Return, which still exists to this day. I mean, to, to be honest, it's it's funny how little the front of the pub has changed really still got that over that the 60 tile. years you couldn't tell it was green yeah um yeah and, the, and the, the fancy sign and everything so so you'd get the public bar 
the, the which is where you had the darts. Everyone just would come in. There were a couple of tables and chairs in there. Then you had the snug, like you said, which had rounded round tables, mm-hmm. and that was where the ladies could go. I th- I'm not sure about the laws, but there definitely were strange laws back in the day where women weren't allowed to. I can't remember. Women weren't allowed to stay at the bar once they'd ordered their drinks, and the snug itself, I think, was was women only. Um, for I mean, people would go. People in there, but... go, but, but yeah, if you watch the show, you wouldn't really pick that up because characters like Elsie Tanner and things would stand at the bar and I don't know whether that was supposed to deliberately be subversive or if everyone's like well that's a stupid I, I think we're supposed to think that by the time the, the the show started even Annie Walker thought that that was a little bit outdated to be honest but we'll, we'll get to the inside in just a bit and now we talked about the Rovers changing size and shape and appearance and everything and um, back in the very very early days of the Rovers you would see it looking utterly different on the outside, particularly in the closing sequences of some episodes. Yeah, because they just didn't... The The idea of there being a consistent, like, canon of show information is kind of really new, isn't it? As yeah. a concept. They, they, were, they wouldn't have imagined back then that they would be writing something or creating something that in 60 years' time people would be going... Well, what, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so at the end of episode three and a few other episodes in the first you know, couple of months of Coronation Street, before, the, I think it was before the credits came off, or maybe it was part of the credits, I don't remember, they would scroll from yes. the shop all the way down to the Rovers, and then next back. to the Rovers was the vestry, apparently, which made no sense, because we knew the vestry was at completely opposite end of the street. So they were but trying that... to educate people about where everybody lived in the street, so at the yeah. very beginning they would go... This is the shop, and this is where Flory Lindley lives, and yeah. she's played by this. And then they'd move all the way yeah, down. It's 13, it's Christine. It's, yeah, so they go to the road. Now, because the interior sets were never all up at the same time, they had to use like a photograph of Archie Street. And even then, I think it was like a composite fo- um, photograph, like a really elongated one that the camera just panned down. And because, like I said earlier, there, there wasn't even a pub on Archie Street, they had to kind of like tack one onto the end of this. But it was it was an actual, you know, brick building that they showed, wasn't it? And it said it had the Rover's Return sign on the front of it. But the, like the, 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 the Rover's Return sign that's to the right of the door as you go in, that was just like slap bang in the middle of a, a brick wall, was, which doesn't exist at all. That must it's, have uh, been from the set and they just slapped it on there to, yeah. to make everyone go, oh, that's... That's the same thing. Yeah, so Pete, you, it, I don't know what people at the time thought because they would see the in the, the indoor set of the outdoor of the Rovers. They'd see this and they go, "Hang on a minute, that's not the same." Or yeah, like you said, maybe they didn't care. I don't didn't think care it, back I don't in the think old was, days. They knew it was a representation, yeah. probably. Yeah, and they even like what was next door to the Rovers wasn't completely consistent at the time. We we knew that, you know, El, uh, Uncle Albert was supposed to be there living at number one, which was locked right on, you know, to the side of the Rovers. But then no, we let's were... just, hang on. Uh, that's where Ken lives now. That's where Ken lives wondered. now, Uncle Albert. So if you picture the street as it is now, you've got the Rovers return, you've got the door. Then there's that little archway. That Yeah, but that didn't exist. That only existed yes. after the fire in 86. And I then think. you've got Ken's front door. Yeah. But then we watched an episode. We watched an episode, yeah, from 1961, where um, Harry Hewitt and Conceptor Riley went out on a date somewhere, didn't they? And when yes. they came back, there was just like a passageway that they could walk down, just to the right of the door. Yes, and it was like the Ginnel. They like transposed the Ginnel now, where you go behind the bar, t- behind the rovers from the left under mm. the tunnel. 
And it was like that had been transposed over there mm. for them to walk behind the, all the buildings, come out to the front of the Rovers. Yeah, it was Obviously literally Obviously they like... would have been walking through Albert Tatlock's house. Yeah, so that didn't really make any sense. But um, but it just kind of <laughs> stood out to us again how weird it was and how in the early days everything was, was very much in flux. Um, they also used another pub called the um, Amalgamated Inn in an episode in... Um, well, firstly, in 1964, and we were watching this on the DVDs a few years ago, weren't they? There was a story where Stan Ogden works for um, Amalgamated Steel Company as a chauffeur. Well, that's And that's where there's a there Amalgamated a, Steel, there's a banner for that. Um, in, the, uh, in the precinct in the now precinct, these days. Yeah. Yeah. Still so he was a chauffeur of that, and he had this massive Rolls Royce that he was driving for it. And as part of the story, he wanted to take friends and family out for a tooth, out for a poodle outside in his Rolls. So he picks them outside the Rovers. So obviously, they had to have a car driving down the street there, which they couldn't, which they have couldn't done do in the indoors. No, so they went. They found this this pub called the Amalgamated Inn. Um, put Rovers Return over the top of it. It looks completely different, doesn't it? It's it's, it's got a white um, sort of paint, like, mm. what's it called where you cover bricks? Yeah. yeah. And um, like a black a banner with the Rovers Return written on it in white text. I don't know what the what the colour was. No, because it was, this is was a black and white episode, wasn't it? I don't know what it was like, really. No, it definitely doesn't look anything like the Rovers No, at the, all. the one that was at the end of the ending sequence in episode three, that looked slightly like it, but this, they didn't even try to make because this look at all like the Rovers. The Rovers has exposed, like, red brick, and this does mm. have um, rendered uh, white. But um, in in the UK... There are lots of pubs which are like monstrous amalgamations of different buildings. So maybe if you're watching this, you would think, oh, well, maybe that's around the corner <laughs> and there's like a, a different part that's got a different building style. That certainly isn't w- that weird in this country, is it? Not necessarily. Around the corner, I mean, this building looks like a completely different building. The fact that this was in 1964 and the show had been going for long enough, I think people at the time would have been probably thinking, hang on a minute. They used it again in uh, in 1967, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's and, right. Annie, Annie was going off on a trip to Paris and then they showed her driving away from it and they, they used this amalgamated in again they couldn't keep using it though because in 1970 it was demolished but luckily yes. by then they had built an outdoor set hadn't they in 1968 yeah. and they made um it out of wood so it was the same interior sets from before that yes. they just put outside that lasted about one season <laughs> one winter season well, it they, made it out, away. they didn't weatherproof it it rotted and it was freezing so they they changed that didn't they yeah this particular set was the one that was um the, the the actors hated they said it was the coldest place on earth so um they it it but at least it did have you know an upstairs bit you could see um a newton and Windows. ridley fine ales sign there there was one window i mean there's only been one window at the upstairs of the rovers well there's only been two windows upstairs in the rovers recently since they moved to media city but at last yeah you, you had your you had your proper brick um, you had you still had like the public and the select window, but yeah, at, at last there was an actual pub there. Of course, you couldn't go inside it, and every time that you go inside the Rovers now, it, it's you know, cuts to inside. But this is this is the first proper outdoor Rovers, and it also reminds me of those like Wild West towns that they built for like westerns, where it's all made of wood, but for Coronation Street. It shouldn't really have been made of wood because it was supposed to be brick. Yeah. And so the signage um, had a different font and it was 
just printed onto like a block of wood. It didn't have raised letters or anything. No, like well, we have now no, like that. That's the font of the Rovers has changed quite a bit. It yeah. used to be a lot thinner in the early days, didn't it? Um, and they, it, it had like a little shadow on it as well in the interior set, and it was it was a bit fancier and curvier. Then when they had that amalgamated in one, it was just like you know impact sort of block <laughs> yeah. font, um, and this had a bit of a serif but no shadow. So it was just like it had been repainted again. Um, but then by the time we had the lorry crash there in, uh, I can't remember when that was, 1970s, I think it was the mid-70s. 1979. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, it was just Rovers returning, fairly plain, blocky, serif font over the top of it. I, I just, I, I find it really interesting seeing how that's all changed over so the years. So when it went to colour, was it like immediately, it green, it's green, it's always yeah, yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, Always like supposed to be green. green. Yeah, exactly. Really like that with the gold lettering. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, sadly for the Rovers, in 1986, there was a fire there. Oh no, I hope worst... that doesn't happen again. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it won't, no. Um, <laughs> Well, but just before they'd done that, they'd moved to um, another new set again because the actual filming location of Coronation Street had moved just around the, the Granada Studios kind of block. And when they did um, move in 1982, that was when they put that little nook next to sort of separating the Rovers from number one Coronation Street. Because everybody used to say how, how odd it was that you could go through some doors to get to the toilets on that first right-hand wall in the Rovers, but you'd be going into Albert's um, living room walking through there. So they put that little nook in the archway to try and fit toilets. It doesn't really, still doesn't really fit a toilet really in there. It doesn't really work, but, but you, you'll... There's an awful lot of suspension suppose, of disbelief. Yes. Even these days on the Rovers, where the, 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 the living quarters of the Rovers now would be out into Rosamond Street, wouldn't it? And there is literally nothing that Coronation Street can do about that to make it make sense. No. Like, some I mean, things even, you can change, but not that. I was even looking at it the other day when, when we were watching on TV... I can't remember if it was a classic mm. or, or a recent one, where the viaduct goes into the back of the rovers. Yeah. And so, where? how does the garden fit... It doesn't. It does. It doesn't make sense. No. So, like I said, we had that fire in in nineteen eighty six, um, and then once once that was um, um, out and then remodelled and everything. I think it was after that that we had the the raised golden lettering outside it, and now, that, that's what we now have these days. Yeah, it's, it's very classic, very heritage looking. You would have mm. thought that would have been there the whole time, but actually, this is kind of a um, simulacra of of yes. what I think. I think the eighties was kind of like. We've always been interested in heritage in the UK, but I think our idea of what that actually means changes more than you might think as as the years go by. So having this up there makes it look like, oh, it's like Victorian, it's mm. how it would have been in the time. No, yeah, no, it wasn't. Also with the refit after the fire, we had the change in the windows because gone from the interior was the select. We'll talk more about that later. So And the snug, so it was literally just an expanded public inside. So the windows... They took the words off. Yeah, and that they now just say Rover's Return with lots of Etched kind of... on in glass. Fancy, fancy mm. leafy kind of patterns. But you still got you still got the light green tiles, you still got the name above the door, you still got the big green double doors. Um, and it's it's remained fairly similar looking up until this point, apart from the move to um, Media, Media City, City um, when we had the um, the second window put in. Yeah, so the whole thing gets gets extended mm. um, because 
the set is finally built on a one to one ratio. The set had been, like you said at the very beginning, it was um, sort of three quarters of the size. And finally, we have, you know, wide enough uh, streets so that two cars can pass. And uh, we've got an extra window in the rovers. The actors can walk at a normal speed because before they had to walk That's slowly. Like a, la, 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 <laughs> Otherwise, la. it'd be one end of the street to the other before you know it. Yeah, and and so we've got now two two windows. We've got a flagpole. We've got well, isn't that a flagpole? Yeah, yeah. There's a flagpole. I mean, there, there was there were flagpoles before the move as well. Um, we've there's got also like little serifs on the. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at a picture now of the rovers fire in 2013, and the little kind of tilled things to, to the left and the right of rovers yeah. aren't there then so i think that they yeah, must that have been added. added after the fire but but they it was still there on the old key right. street set because we could we've got a picture here of the one windowed pub with the little tilts so i thought that was added for media city but and, uh, no not. apparently not apparently not so yeah that's how the in the exterior of the rovers has changed and the, and the the interior of the old the old rovers was just Kind of left to be dismantled, and uh, and now there's nothing there anymore. Very very sad. Right now are we gonna, we're going to talk about the inside. Okay? Yes. Okay. So, so we're, we're going into the public now. If you've got the 60th anniversary book, you will find on pages. 19. No, this isn't the 60th anniversary book. This Michael? this book that we've got here is the Tim Randall book that was released in the 1990s. The uh, the Rovers Return one. So you can find the um, layout. Was it Tim Randall? No, sorry, I'm, I'm wrong. Darren, Little. Darren Little book. Yeah, so he, the life and times of the Rovers return. Inside this book, there is a map. Map. Floor plan. Yeah. So we, we, the YouTube video. We've got the book right here. You can hear all the flapping about. But um, yeah, we've the, the the YouTube video will 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 show this map, and it is kind of useful to see the different floor plans, and you can see how it's changed from pre-fire to post-fire. How ridiculous it was um, to try and fit everything in because they both sort of show that there is nowhere for this to go. No, with so, the, with the original layout, the pre-fire layout, the fact that the select was so big, it did make sense that the the living quarters would fit into it, wouldn't it? To the side. So the select doesn't exist anymore. And the select was a place where you would have a large function. Yeah. So if you imagine like a community centre or a a big pub that does weddings and stuff, they had a big room, it had a little stage at the end and they would do performances and sometimes they'd have like anniversary parties and things. Mm. Now everything just gets crammed into what is the public. Yeah. And, um... There's no room for for that, but um, the living the, what you're calling the living quarters is like the the bit now where you'd have Jenny and Daisy retreating to the back room. Hmm. Um, there's nowhere for that to go. That would just be yeah. right in the middle of the, the road. The problem pre-fire was although it all fit nicely into a a box alongside each other, yes. it would be still extending way out into Rosamond Street. Nowadays, you're still expanding into Rosamond Street, but there's there's nothing alongside the the, the living quarters. It, it just doesn't make sense. So, let, so let's let's look at the let's say, look yeah. at the public for a bit, so, shall we? So right from the early days. So back in the day, if you imagine the bar, the horseshoe shape of the bar, um, and you, you're coming into the Rovers, and you turn left, mm-hmm. there would be at the end of the one of the, the like the the U, there would just be a door. So the the bar is cut into like two thirds one end and one third the other. So the um, snug, which is through a door, um, 
has access to the bar the other side, mm-hmm. but half of, you know, like a three quarter, two, two thirds of it is kind of yeah. out into the public. And so next pub- to the snug door, you'd have the select door. Yeah, which so, would take you through so into that you go through the front door of the Rovers, you turn left and you can see door to the select and the door to the snug. And the snug is where you'd have um, Annie, Mean, uh, Mina, and Mama, <laughs> um, and they would sit there and. Uh... But the actual public itself, so that was quite a lot smaller than the main bar is now because it was it was cut off by those doors. But you still had your. It still very much looked. You can recognise it today. Can't it looks you, with the like layout. the Rovers. You got you go on. So you go in through the door, and in front of you, you've got the bar. And then to the the right of that, you've got um, a dartboard. And then on that wall, there is the doors to the to the toilets, the ladies and the men's. Yeah. Now I love this layout because the dartboard is on the wall, and the doors to going into the toilets are on that wall. So people are throwing darts into the area where you're coming in and out of a doorway <laughs> and uh, you, it's possible that you open the door and walk out and get a face full of darts. Well, technically, if you're the gent, because back in those days, the, there were two doors to the toilet. And these days, you've got one door that apparently goes into a little corridor that then splits off into men and women's, which, again, doesn't make sense with the space that we've got. But back then, you had the gent's toilet access right by the dartboard there. Yeah. And the women's was kind of about where the jukebox is now. Yeah, I know, but, but what I'm saying is you would stand where that is and you'd throw the darts yes. all the way down. Yeah. So, so you'd, you'd get, get women and men. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But the darts aren't there that nowadays. No, the are darts they? have been moved all the way to where the select would be. Yeah. And um, where the dartboard is, it's like sometimes there's a there's a piano, mm. and sometimes there's just like a weird little nook now. Yeah, there's a nook that leads out into where the smoking shelters. One thing to that's be. been there for a long time, which I think is quite funny, is the the hot pie dispenser. Um, oh yeah, I mean that wasn't there right from. That wasn't there right from the sixties. That no. that was added over time. But you. But, but and another thing I just want to quickly say that that kind of gets added later is the the shelving unit. Because if you imagine mm. the the bar, you've got the base area which is like the counters, and then above it is like a big mirrored kind of horseshoe shape, where that you can see that they put they store things, you know, like bags of crisps and all that kind of stuff. Mm. That that didn't exist at the beginning. It was just a, a plain ceiling. Yeah. What they also used to have behind the bar was a little kind of cabinet sort of thing right in the middle of yeah, where like people would be milling island. around. And apparently the actors didn't used to like that. They used to kind of get in their, in their way. So that was kind of retired eventually. Um, so I think, I think in 1964 that went... Um, so there's been lots of decoration work going on in the Rovers. So in 1968, after the fire, it was redecorated. Um, the walls had been, you know, beforehand fairly plain, but we got to see a little bit more pattern in the wallpaper now. Fairly, fairly hideous um, <laughs> 1970s pattern, as you might imagine. Still don't know what the colour was. Um, well, not in the, when in the was pic- the colour? Uh, it, it's just it's just all brown, wasn't it? Well, I like, I I've like... got I've got a black and white picture of it here, but this was when Corey was in oh, yeah, colour. Yeah, yeah. The actual bar itself would change as well, wouldn't it? Like it was it was beforehand um, just all one kind of shade of wood, but they decided to paint a bit of it in just to make it look yes, extra garish that, at this point. The panels they painted. Yeah. Um, 
I really another thing that we did, we haven't mentioned before that I really liked is the uh, the Annie and Jack picture that they used to have behind the bar like as well. The caricature that somebody's painted of them, yeah, as I, a couple yeah. with big heads and tiny bodies, very quaint. And and when they had that that refit in the end of the sixties, early seventies, they would also paint the doors to the toilets with um like yeah like dark black around the outside of the panels and a, and a kind of cream but in the middle. Was, it was. I think this was fashionable. It's like bogs over here. You can't miss them. I mean, there were various bits of decoration work carried out in in seventy three, seventy seven, eighty three. Um, but you know, it all it all pretty much stayed the same. They one of the things that they did as well, I forgot to say earlier, was taking um, taking the pumps out. So on the nineteen sixty eight redecoration, um, there there had been there had been pumps up at the bar, but then they got rid of them and they weren't even put back until the early 90s That's as well. That's really weird. Really weird. How did they serve pints then? Well, I think they had just like little mini ones, but oh. the actual big pull, big pull your massive handle down pumps, they went, you know, 20 odd years without having at all. Mm. Um, we also, I mean, in by 1980, the wallpaper was still just... <laughs> well... Just gross. Geometric. Well, this, okay, right. So we're not going to go into this... <laughs> history of decorations but back in those days you would have needed and still to this day i guess um horrible garish patterned carpet which didn't exist in the rovers because they didn't need to see the floor very much um to hide the stains from beer you know <laughs> beer swills and goodness well, it would have been sawdust back then when annie walker moved in like pre cory starting that was it was definitely a split spit and sawdust place and the walls would have had certain types of wallpaper to hide the stains of smoke mm. and uh, nicotine yellowing yeah. it. So this these kind of patterns are like an optical... Well, kind of an optical illusion to hide dirt. So that's why that pattern existed. Yeah, but it was yeah, it was very geometric, wasn't it? it the, the, the walls by 1980 yeah. were wood panelling up to, you know, hip height. And then we had this horrible... Round and stripy. To be honest, wallpaper. though, that wallpaper would look nice now. Do you reckon? I, yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't I think, have it myself. I think. Um, okay. <laughs> the the tables and chairs there are all very different. Well, if we think about the Rovers at the moment, you got your booths, haven't you? But even that they weren't put in until after right. the nineteen eighty six Rovers fire. So it was very simple, kind of wooden table and chair sort of affair. But I also did like the uh, like the Newton and Ridley kind of mirrory picture that they had on on the side wall yeah. as well. And also the the tables there, some of the tables I think they still exist in the Rovers now are very heavy with metal kind of um mm, legs. filigree uh yeah on the legs. And actually when we went to the Navigation Inn, mm. which used to be owned by Pat Phoenix, they had almost identical yeah, same sort um, of things there. So I don't know if that was there because of her <laughs> but it, it's just the sort of thing you'd have in a pub and it would be there for decades because yeah. it's so sturdy there was also like there was like a little bench that you could sit on if it, right underneath the windows yeah, where the like booths are now seat. there was yeah just a little wooden bench that you could sit on and in um so 1983 they redecorated and it was a little less garish the wallpaper that they used there it was more kind of squares and rectangles for a little bit still still very very brown brown has been the theme of the rovers well, pretty much wooden. all of its side 
it goes time. with the wood colour, doesn't it? Yeah, it didn't didn't stand out quite so much. But then, yeah, all went a little bit wrong in 1986. Fire. This is the first fire. Oh, the same fire. This yeah. is the same fire that I've been talking about earlier. This is the <laughs> one. This is the one that, that Bet had to be rescued from. And um, this is where she was sick, and she was like, "I'm so glad." Yes. That this carpet hides. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, this is when they put the booths in. They had the like the glass panels between the booths. And those um, glass panels with the stained glass um, patterns in it, they, again, look Victorian. They look like they've been there the whole time. Where did they get them from? They, Don't know. Those have changed slightly over the years. Yes. They've got different patterns. But yeah, the, the, that's was really the beginning of what we consider the modern Rovers layout. There were some little um, upholstered seats at the side as well, like as soon as you go in there, past the pictures on the wall, which are now up there. Not the... Not, with, not the na- Nowadays, board. we've got like a photo board of famous barmaids and, and customers and whatever over the year, but they had kind of tasteful Manchester pictures up there for a little bit in the in the mid-80s and 90s. Um, and um, th- th- this was when... Like I said earlier, they, they got rid of the snug, they like knocked it through, knocked through the select, but the amount of space that was taken up by the select wasn't represented in no. the new size of the Rovers. No, so, we just kind of forgot about it. So now the Rovers, if you look at the whole area, which is now just the public, which isn't really called the public anymore, it's just the bar area, yeah. you can see and imagine to yourself that it exists between in the space that is afforded to it by the bay windows yeah so there's a tiny little um bit beyond the bay windows where you're throwing darts at the wall um which would go out onto you know the walls the other side Mm. of coronation street um so everything fits in that space yes but don't think about where jenny and daisy are going when they walk out yes. to the to where they <laughs> they gossip and that so, and make so hot pots. As well as all of that, they also had a little snack bar put opposite the door, like on the wall um, that yes, now leads just... to the smoking shelter. There was just like there was a shelf there for a little bit, and um, yeah, that was that was kind of it. And the, the wallpaper changed again. It was more kind. Of, I don't even know. How I would describe this the sort of pattern that we've got there. Just I think in like traditionally floral, in the UK. Maybe. Pubs and Indian restaurants would all get their wallpaper from the same place mm. where they would just have really flowery, elaborate, very decorative uh, patterns and... Yeah, yeah. And all, like, you know, reds and golds and browns. Mm. We all, this is also when we started to see um, the piano... Uh, well, the piano was put next to that upholstered seating on the side and also um, a fruit machine was put in on the other side of the bar where, where that still is these days. And that particular version of the Rover's Day course stayed pretty much the same for over a decade. So they really kind of, they, they liked the look of that. They put a phone in and everything. And it wasn't until 2008. The what? phone, where's the phone? The phone on the left-hand side of the bar. So the phone's been there right at the very beginning, though. Oh, yeah, there was... So just to to say, this is why it's fascinating to me about um, how how the layout is and going back to the very early episodes because the phone was in the bar and you could access it, the the patrons could access it, but this was a service for the community because not everybody had a telephone. And so sometimes really important news would come through on the telephone or somebody would have to use the telephone um, to, to make a call because yeah. they didn't have their own. Mm. Yeah, and, exactly. and, and now they, you know, obviously nobody really cares that I don't think anyone's... I don't think anyone really uses that anymore. That there's no. a phone there now. 
Um, yeah, so in 2008, that's when um, Vernon Tomlin, remember him? He's made... Liz's, actually, Liz's see, Vernon Tomlin, Tomlin, forgettable character, but actually incredibly important to the history of Rovers well, and yeah. layout. He's the one that put the smoking shelter out the back. He redecorated in 2008, so it was kind of a bit more bit more paisley-ish, I guess, in the, the patterns there. It wasn't, it wasn't a massive, massive change, but it was, so a, it was a change for a bit. He's the reason that you've got that passageway that takes you from the bar back yeah. to where the, the yard at the back of the Rovers, where the smoking shelter put, was put in. The reason that was put in was because the um, cigarettes were banned, smoking was banned indoors in um, the UK, so all the patrons had to go and smoke outside, especially Liz, who um, famously enjoyed a cigarette or two and so um that then also helped during covid when you had to have a one-way system for the patrons to come in they could collect their hot pots yeah and uh then they would have to walk out the back and uh that was kind of beneficial for the business because uh, you had to have covid controls and and a one-way system so who who knew in 2008 that when you put this passageway in it would be used for a <laughs> pandemic very true um what else have you seen change that i mean the 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 wallpaper has kind of gone more dark reddy orangey kind of color now it it it, had, it was destroyed in the fire in 2013 but what we've got now is yeah, it's. I think it's most tasteful yet. I quite, I quite like the, uh, the the ready, ready. It's red and, sort of it's red and gold. It, again, it yeah. feels like a very traditional looking pub, and in a weird way, it actually looks more heritage now yeah. than it did in the sixties. Yeah, you're right. You're, yeah, it was a lot but, plainer there. There's more kind of little accoutrements. But again, it's it's an affectation of modern day that we think is historical, but it actually isn't. It's just modern day tastes in in d- decor. Mm-hmm. Of course, we do have the uh, the jukebox that's in there now. We've got the picture of Betty on the wall, who's oh, been there for that's been there for ten odd years or so. Do you know what? That whenever I look at the picture of Betty smiling down at everybody, it reminds me of the way that in police stations they had a picture of the queen and now presumably king charles (laughs) as like this is like the boss the patron saint we're doing it all for liz uh but in the rovers she is the patron saint betty of yeah exactly she watches down on us all doesn't she yeah so that's kind of how the the public has changed the main bar bit of the rovers um let's kind of take a little trip to some of the other rooms then so we have mentioned the snug earlier i don't think there's a whole lot to say about it but it was it's where the fruit machine is now. It was where yes. most famously Ina Sharples, Martha Longhurst, Minnie Card- Coldwell would be sitting there drinking their milk stouts or whatever in the early episodes. So it was a really iconic part of the Rovers. And it was, I think, a lot of people's favourite bits when it like cut to them and see what they're, what they're gossiping about. And it's interesting how the, um, like the kind of doorway and the wall served to separate these three characters from the rest of the of the streets residents who would mostly remain in in the publics it's Mm. like they were isolated but they were also aloof and judgmental of everybody and that kind of geography of the pub helped to emphasize their separateness Mm. they they i'm just looking at a picture now and they looks like they had an old rob wireless or something on the bar where the phone is now for a little bit well if you think back to the war and stuff they would have used that to play announcements for everybody 
Yeah. They also, I'm, I'm remembering some episodes from the early 60s as well, might have like a bank of seats up against the back wall as well where the fruit machine is now because I can picture some scenes where like non-speaking extra old women with their headscarves on and everything were, yes, were, were did, natter yeah. away in the background or or maybe Minnie would be talking with one of them while Martha and Eno are at the at the chair or, and table and chair and something. But Yeah, so this is where women would have to go sit to, to drink their, their beers and... Um, Maybe a bit cheaper, half penny yeah, half, cheaper. Yeah, half penny cheaper to get you drinking. Yeah, there, exactly. And I think uh, probably the most famous thing that happened in there was uh, Martha Longhurst's death, uh, death as well in 1965. Yeah, that um, was um, just had to just disinfect everything. Yeah, um, but and yeah, then get rid of it and burn it down. All gone now. All <laughs> to gone now. There, there is still, I think, a table there where they used to sit. Um, but yeah, yes, it's, there it's, is. Yeah, it's the, it's the fruit machine. It's there's the fireplace there. There's a, there's another window there. It's just all yeah amalgamated. And yeah, the fireplace into... there with its random like brass junk junky uh, decorations, which I think are yeah yeah. Just I just love all of that and the and the, the the horse brasses and mm. it's just like why none of this makes any sense for why it's in the Rovers <laughs> because in a country pub these are all kind of things that you would have picked up or had in your house or the lucky charms for the horseshoes and all that kind of stuff but why it's in a in a pub in <laughs> in Zulford, I don't it's because we like it and we we associate these things with nice cozy pubs yeah. but yeah. they are artifacts of our of our kind of aesthetics rather than being yeah. Logical. Well, why would they be there? Yeah. So, um, should we, let's move on to the select then, because this is, the, it I was, it was never used as much as any other parts no, of the road. It was a special occasion. Yeah. Situation. And, um, it's a shame that it doesn't exist anymore because there were so many events where it would make sense that it would be there. Well, like a few years ago, we had like Jeff's magic show. Yeah. And, and they, they, I think they put on a, a pantomime there. I think it was the one where was Amy yes. swore in the middle of a pantomime or something and Betty uh, and Becky was Cinderella or something. And they just have to cram it into that back wall of the Rovers now and a select would be perfect for that. Now, um, just like Roy's roles, the Rovers set is actually a lot wider and bigger and more space than you would think if you watched it on the set on TV mm. because of how the camera angles make everything look closer together than it actually is. So in real life, it kind of, there is enough space for you to have a party and a, a bop about and a hen do for Daisy, etc. But um, on TV, it looks like everybody's sitting in each other's pockets. Yeah. So the select itself, then that was that was shown in 1961. So you know, within the first year of the the, the program being on air, we the the, the viewers were shown yet yeah, this bit exists. Um, Annie Walker. In, in mid-1961 was already talking about knocking through the select and the snug and just expanding the public. But obviously it took a, it took a fire for that to be able to happen. But um, yeah, it was just like a, a big hallway kind of room. There was another fireplace there. There was a piano there. There was a stage at one end. And um, I think Annie just liked the idea that it was a bit more of an exclusive sort of area. People would go in there and, and get waiter service in the past. The, the drinks would be a half penny more expensive um, in there. Yeah, and they also had some, um, like Stan and Hilda had their 25th and their 40th anniversary parties there. Was that when Rita found out that um, yeah, it was the 40th, Len had yeah. died? Oh, yeah, Stan and Hilda's 40th wedding anniversary. And we also that, had, um, at one point we had, uh, was it Betty and... 
Betty um, and Bat. You did. Bat. Yes, yeah. performing as Lauren Hardy yeah. on the stage. Yeah, that that was at a um at like a 1973. Yes, yeah, so yeah, there was a, there was a cabaret. I think I can't remember what the reason for they it were, was. They, they, were, they had a bet with the men, and the and the men win, won. And yes, yeah, so they would their, have to dress in drag. Their penalty was the, the women so dressing they were drag in drag. Kings. So we've got the first drag kings. Yeah, yeah we do indeed. <laughs> in Coronation yeah. Street, there, where Bet and Betty. Yeah, there was there was like a 1940s show as well um, in uh, on Christmas Day in 1972. So that had like them all dressed up in old timey kind of clothes. Al- Alf and um, Ernest on the tinkling on the piano did something. See, this was Rita was dressed up as um, Marlon Dietrich. Yeah. Now this was good because it, this gave um, some of the uh, veteran performers a chance to show their chops because a lot of mm. them during the war performed for troops, and they were also you know there's a massive history of cabaret performances and um, singers and. Uh, and just entertainers working on Coronation Street as actors. Yeah. And uh, a lot of them. This was just right up their street. They were probably gutted when it was uh, when it was <laughs> gutted. <laughs> um, so well, it's all... interesting to think about the fact that, you know, these days we have, like, pop stars, you know, like Shane Ward and, and Kim Marsh mm. coming in and working and everyone's like, oh, who do they, f-? you know, oh, they want to be actors now. But back in the day, people were a lot more versatile and everyone accepted the fact that some of these, you know, um, I can't. I think trying to think like hall performers. I can't remember what. Yeah, musicals. Musical. Yeah. yeah. That, that, there's this rich tradition in that of Coronation Street, and so it's actually really nice when um, people transition from a singing career into working yeah. on Corey. It's just part of history. Yeah. Part of the history of the show. So the 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 room itself, the decoration in the room, I think it kind of matched what was going on in the public at the time. There was there was like wood paneling up to a hip height again, and then wallpaper after that. There was. Like um, little shelves quite high up on the walls where yeah, various rails. bits and bobs and bottles and pictures and things would be put on. There's Trinkets. a big metal plate on the wall at one point. Um, yeah, so it's it's real shame I think that, that that doesn't exist anymore. But it's completely understandable why they got rid of it with it with it not making sense with it being there. And just a quick again an aside, if you're listening to this on the podcast version you're having trouble visualising, it might be beneficial for you to watch some of this on, on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. it, I'm doing my best to, to try and make this so that it makes sense but as an audio only, but it's the, very difficult. I, I'm hoping that the, the YouTube video does add to it. The YouTube video will add to it, but hopefully we're describing things and you can use your imagination for some of them. And then check the YouTube afterwards and see if you're right. Yeah, so the toilets <laughs> now. Yeah, Jammer, I need to go to the toilet. Well, before the fire, you would have had to go, as you said, through two separate doors. And now, post-fire, you go through one door. And um, they don't really have very many scenes in there. No, not really. There's only so much you can do in a toilet, isn't there? I don't think anyone wants to see in there. But I I quite like that there are bits of the rovers like this. A bit like the cellar as well, which will come to later. That we know are there. And when when you go inside, it's a little bit of a treat. It is like when you were a kid and you went to a birthday party at McDonald's and you got to go in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. It's just like that, actually, isn't it? And the rovers' kitchen, I suppose, is similar as well. We we saw... I, I don't know every time that we've seen the toilets in the rovers, but there was one scene. Um, that I found in late 1988 
Um, it was at a wedding and, and Jack went in there because he thought that somebody was had pinched his jacket. So he goes and accosts this man in the toilet and says, hey, can I, can you just lift up the back flap of your, of your jacket, please? <laughs> and he gets up. Hmm, but the, innuendo. I don't, I, I don't know whether this toilet was filmed in an actual toilet somewhere because it was so infrequently used, but here it was just, you know, all white tiles all it's over the place. It's very utilitarian. The, the toilets are very basic looking yeah. and white but, tiles and then like, painted area above which has changed now it is yeah there was a stage about sort of five years or so ago where they clearly had the sort the toilet set in the rovers ready to go and yes and you saw like a spate of scenes being taken place in there so now you've got the the men's toilet is like i said white tiles with with blue above it and uh the ladies toilet is is very similar but with pink above it i'm wondering whether it's the same set and they just repaint it every time they want to go to a different one one thing i think is interesting and i've got a picture here of of sean in the rover's toilet i'm wondering whether that picture that's on the wall next to him it looks very much like ye olde rover's return it does so i think that's quite a nice little little tribute to, to yeah, its namesake there was a a, a picture done as, as like a illustration of the oldie rovers return as a tribute to yeah. its heritage in manchester history so mm. maybe that is that's nice yeah. and there's also a streetcars um sign in there in case <laughs> you course. know you run in there and you need a wee and you're like okay, <laughs> fed up with this guy I'm gonna there was a story in the rovers toilets about five years ago which was to do with steve retiling it and i remember just there being a scene where all the tiles dropped off, off the wall because oh, right. he was so useless at it and then there was a there were there was ones that you saw these in the toilets and eileen there was one scene i can't remember what the context was it was when i remember somebody looking over the edge of a toilet and eileen being down there i also remember do you remember remember lolly yeah, I love Lolly. So she, uh, there was a scene where she went into the toilet and overheard, I think, Rana and Kate maybe bad-mouthing her or something. But yeah, only, See, only so much that you can say about the, thing, the Rover's toilets. The thing about sets like this, they exist and they've been made. And um, sometimes they have to be used because they've been made so you might as well make use of them. But also, you've got to think about each studio has got different number of sets in it and sometimes you'd be filming different units at the same time and so that you've got to have a scene in this studio with these sets mm. so we'll put something in the top you know yeah so sometimes the reason that plots exist or that they're taking place in a certain set is just because of production re- reasons yeah so I, I don't really know why all the all the scenes took place there, but that's something just to just consider. Mm. Why why do we why did we used to have set scenes in the loo and we don't now? <laughs> because actually, there's a lot more space now. They've expanded, even you know, making Victoria yeah Victoria Street Victoria yeah. Street. That's now freed up a lot of extra space for filming outdoors. So you're not going to maybe have as many toilet scenes. As I say, there there weren't very many toilet scenes. I just found another picture from um, 2008. This must be the ladies there. And uh, they had a different colour scheme back then. So it kept the kind of rover's green sort of colour, didn't it? Yeah, they've they've definitely decorated uh, a few times over the years. And again, it's one of these things where it's like... uh, Yeah, it's just... Whatever they fancy. What, what more can you say about the toilets? No, I think we've, I think we've um, exhausted ourselves there. So Rover's um, cellar now. So I, I love the idea that underground Coronation Street, there's this like labyrinthian world there that you only rarely get a little peek into. And they spoke about the cellar in the Rover's right from the early days. Um, the difference was that back in 1961... 
they used to access the cellar from the back room, didn't they? Again, we watched an episode which had um, mm. um, Annie and Jack um, entertaining, entertaining um, for, their, for daughters, their daughter and in-laws. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, Jack and and the the, hus- the father of the husband to be was just like, oh, I'm just going to go down to cellar. And there was an extra door in the back room that they went down. Yeah. But by by mid um, 1961, I think. Um, that that idea was gone and it has now access it through the gents' toilets. So it just kind of, again, showed that they didn't quite have it locked down how you got everywhere in the early days. Now, I don't... If you're not from the UK, um, to, almost every traditional pub will have a cellar where they put all the barrels and the barrels get connected with, like, pipes and things and they're connected to the pumps. And so when you pull the pump, the, the beer is coming from the cellar area mm. and there'll be a sort of a hatch outside somewhere on the street that can be opened up for the brewery to deliver the big barrels of beer that get stored underneath underground. Mm. And that's why every so often they'll go, oh, I've got to go and change the barrel or they'll go downstairs and do something. Yeah, but we very, very it. rarely see it. We did see um, in 1965, there was a story where there was a burst pipe down in the uh, in the cellars. And I don't know whether this was the first look at the, we ever got at the Rovers cellars, but um, it seemed like quite a, a massive room. This looks like a cavern. This looks like yeah. a proper... Like like a Victorian, you know, tunnel underground. It's almost like a sewer with the mm. the arch kind of roof and the brickwork, and um, it, it looks a bit like a murder hole. Does a little bit. Since uh, in 1976, there was another famous scene where Albert and Stan got locked down there. Pretty much most of the scenes that have taken place in the cellar involve people being trapped down there. And having to drink their way out. Basically, it was. So they got trapped down there one night and then um, Hilda's wondering where Stan is. Bet locked them in by accident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hilda goes around. She thinks that Stan's seeing a fancy woman somewhere on Balaclava Terrace or something. But no, they're just having a a jolly old time getting themselves drunk in in the cellar. And back then, you kind of got went downstairs and there was a wall to your right and then all the barrels were there kind of on your on your left yeah, it's as like you went the old wooden staircase so yeah. it's really kind of spooky down there oh yeah it is i want to honestly down there more often then you had the rovers fire in 1986 that was caused in the cellar by the way so jack went down there one night um when there was a power cut and the, yeah. there was a dodgy fuse so he went down there to fix the fuse but um not being a trained electrician, he got it a bit wrong, and and that's why the rovers set on fire. And when it when it came back again, the and we like we next well, I'm going to say next saw the cellar. I'm making that up. The next picture that I've got of the cellar <laughs> is in 2008, and it's like everything switched over completely. So when you go down the steps to the cellar now, the barrels are to your left. It's like the stairs have been moved to a completely different place, isn't yeah. it? And and to your sorry, the barrels are to your right. And on your left, you've got a door with a little mini arch and some like shelves where things are piled up there, it's boxes white, and bottles of wine and everything. White. All just, yeah, white brick. It, and all the crisps are it, down it, there. It all looks like proper mucky and grimy and everything. Yeah, but it's not nice. still fairly, fairly spacious, I have to say. Um, the second Rover's Fire in 2013 also was started down there but that was Carl doing it on purpose because he wanted to make it look like Jason had done some dodgy electrics in yeah. there because he so, wasn't happy with Jason going out with Stella at the time so just to be sh- just to be clear there were two fires I think we get that in the history of the Rovers and they both got started in the cellar and nobody's bricked it up yet <laughs> well you think with all the bricks there that it might be 
contain it. You think but... they would put like a sprinkler system in now? Mm, maybe. They're like, it's not going to happen the third time. Everyone knows that, that that thing's never happened in threes. <laughs> so in 2008, Dan Mason gets trapped down the cellar in the Rovers. He's been having a bit of a... Um, a, a spat with Steve McDonald's because Steve's car has been scratched it was actually Norris but he thought it was Dan so he as a prank traps Dan down in the cellar and um, Dan ends up getting a bit roughed up during this and gets a ruptured spleen so he has to stay overnight in the Rover cellar with a ruptured spleen so that's that's not so good for him there's a lot of there's a lot of trapped negative energy in the cellar and you know what I say haunted show me the ghosts show you the yeah exactly exactly uh, we had a scene in 2015 where Steve and Lloyd get trapped down there because they'd also they'd had an argument as well so Michelle and Andrea their two partners trapped them down the road uh, in the rovers cellar to try and like and say you're not coming down until you sort these cells out they they make up pretty quickly and like let's make use of this and then they decide to get themselves drunk but also like put on fake arguments and are shouting at each other so, so they the can women, stay there longer so the women think that they're still having to um, they haven't worked it out yet worked it and out. this is the, the the steps have changed from yeah, being the steps are... wooden to being galvanised uh, metal yeah uh, try, I'm looking back at the old photos I'm not sure when that change was made but definitely yeah in the last I like the years, fact was... that um, Steve and um, Lloyd were locked down there you know I don't know how many years like 40 what 40 what that after uh, after Albert and oh yeah it's a, it's a it's a curry tradition well it's not it? really it's happened twice um well yeah maybe <laughs> but I, I really like that you know it's interesting that um in in historical kind of uh terms we had Albert and Stan I would say Stan is a lot more of a famous character mm. um but they were both very popular at the time and then you've got Steve and Lloyd and Steve's yeah. definitely more of a uh, iconic character than Lloyd, but they were both also very popular at the time. Yeah, yeah, very true. Um, I think the last time that we saw the cellar, and somebody please correct me if I'm wrong, I usually am. I think the last time that we saw the Rovers cellar was when Henry went down there, Henry Newton. Hashtag bring back Henry. Hashtag bring back Henry, of course. He, th- he ends up throwing himself down the steps, doesn't he? Because he wants to sue... Uh, Jenny and Johnny yes. to get to get some money because he he wanted to buy the pub. I think he had bought the pub beforehand and then he didn't. To, he did, it didn't last for too it, long. What but a he ends up working, man! He ends up working there, but wants to get some compo. And I remember there's a scene of him just uh, sitting on the steps, like he couldn't bring himself to throw himself down and He's hurt too much himself. Of a coward. But he does. He does in the end. He, he hurts his arm. <laughs> it is really lovely to think that um, very very few characters have actually had the privilege of yeah, being I filmed. How many have actually in the been cellar down and, there. and our Henry Newton is one of them. Yeah. And and ha- what a fitting place for him to to be. <laughs> so let's go back upstairs again through the public. We'll go into the hallway. Oh, yes, the hallway with the famous switching staircase. <laughs> yeah. It, it is, again, like Harry Potter, you know, when they're walking... <gasps> the stairs move. The stairs move. move. <laughs> there is a reason for this. I mean, as always, the reason is fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There were two fires during the history of the Rovers. Was, was there really? Yeah, I had were. no idea about that. I think we might have mentioned that before. <laughs> yeah, when you first go into the hall, they, they had big double doors. They're still got fairly wanna... big double doors, but I think they seem bigger back in the olden days. Just to say, Michael, when I say, just to be clear and I say something that seems obvious to everybody, it's because I'm just kind of digesting it myself (laughs) and thinking, maybe there's someone else who doesn't know this. But probably not. You're the information giver, Gemma. You're the wise woman. I'm just reading stuff that you've told me to read out. You know it. You know it. 
So when you yes, when you used to... it was a lot more of a spacious hallway back in the day, and it also was where the other telephone, I think the private telephone, yes, where Annie could get gossip and the things. The black one was there, mm. yeah, and uh, they had a little table there by the side of the stairs. The thing that I, they they had, you know, quite a lot of scenes in sort of going through from the the bar to the back room, although I don't think it was ever like one continuous shot kind of thing, which I think you can do these days. The thing that I love best about this hall, my bit of Hall Rover's early hallway trivia, is not the switch around stairs though, but the fact that there was a second door there. So at the moment, you've got the Rover's hallway um, with the door at the bottom of the stairs that leads out into the yard. And there's, they did yeah, have three, that then. There's three doors. There's oh, the yeah. door that goes from the pub into the hallway, hallway into the, the back room, and then the hallway out into the yard where sometimes people will run in. Yeah. Um, but then in 1961, they had a mysterious extra doorway that led into, I don't really know where. The street, and it was, presumably. Well, it, it, it would make no sense. It's literally, you go through the door at the back of the rover, at the back of the bar, straight on takes you to the back room, to the right takes you to the yard, to the left, well, that would lead you into the select but in um, yes, on Joan Walker's wedding episode mm-hmm. in early 1961, that's the way that the bridal party exited the Rovers and, and, and the, all, all the old women were there waiting outside to welcome them, wouldn't they? So that would be on Rosamond Street now, kind of in front of where the... Um... The, yeah, the maybe, is. but it, it but that made, doesn't exist anymore. It does obviously. not. I don't so, think they used so that in, very often. That was another case of yeah. they didn't really have the layout pinned down in the early days. Oh, we can talk about the decorations, can't we? Yes, um, it was it was a, a bit plainer in the olden days. Um, the, the the stairs case there was kind of dark wood at I the think time, it, wasn't it? A Even bit to similar the, to the the main uh, public where it's all kind of dark wood and and beige, and then. Um, I think yeah. Annie gets her hands on some in some some lighter paint, some to freshen it up a bit. Some magazines, maybe, <laughs> and makes it floral wallpaper. Yeah, horrible floral wallpaper it's again not in horrible. the se- second not half of the seventies. The the door to the Rovers was kind of like peachy it's brown like sort of colour, isn't it? Not not very not to my taste, I have to say. Actually, it was me that burned the Rovers down. I'm going to say it in 1986. <laughs> I thought it was Lawrence the and Bowen. <laughs> yeah. Come on, darlings, get rid of this interior. It's hideous. <laughs> well, the fire happened in 1986, and and that had that's got the famous scene of the the fire in the staircase and Bet doing that big scream at the ah, top of the stairs. And then when the when the pub is open, it kind of looks like a completely different space. It doesn't really make sense that it's like almost like the hallway is not as long. Yeah. After the after the rovers fire, everything's kind of packed in a little bit more tightly. There's so also got the... a lot. Uh, they've also changed it a bit more too, because where the door is now, there's a little wall, and then the, and then the um, doorway to the back room, mm. and that that little tiny bit of wall is actually a lot longer now in in uh, modern times because you can fit a lot more coats there. Oh yeah, I mean it, it doesn't even have a coat rack. Um, back in back in the day, back it had until like a recently. fuse box. Yeah, I guess they moved the fuse box so that um. It could burn down the road. They could sometimes put a little um, a hat stand or whatever that they could put their coats on, didn't they? But um, yeah, so the, the the main change there was the stairs going backwards so that the, you'd be like, when you went up the stairs, you'd be above where the back of the bar would be. I don't know why they did this. I don't really know either, really. They must have had a good reason for it, but who am I to say what it is? The, the wallpaper had kind of like peachy Peach. vine sort of um, decorations on. 
um, for a little bit. And um, yeah, we just we just got to see an awful lot of Ben and Alec traipsing back and forth between it. The, uh, the the carpet changed from like beigey brown to dark red over the course of the 1990s. And a lot of times you really n- will never see carpets. No. Carpet. And the main reason I know that was because they were the scenes when Jack and Vera got trapped upstairs yeah. um, so in the, the Rovers. So the yeah. going and down. Exactly, yeah. And Alec had... Well, they first kind of barricaded themselves upstairs, didn't they? Because they didn't want Alec to kick them out. And then he had the stairs removed. Mm. Um, so that was quite fun. Um, and yeah, so that was kind of it. I mean, over, over the years, we've had basically various other floral patterns put on the wall there. Big photos, uh, not photos, paintings. It, it has been modernised a bit more since the Rovers fire. And now it's got more um, like white wood panelling hasn't yes, it again it's looking panelling. a little bit more classic in style these yeah, days which was uh, yeah and it's kind of got artificial wooden wooden floor yeah um yeah it's gone it's gone from carpet to wooden floor now it's just got like nice it's got like a country house feel yeah which yeah. it never had before no um that's, that's kind it. of where, where should, we, um, should we go upstairs should we have a little look upstairs see how that's changed because um that's that's another one of my favorites about it's another place that we see very, very rarely, except at a period in the late, early, two, in the, like, 2008, 2010, when they had loads of scenes up there. We'll come back to that in a minute. We didn't see a whole lot of upstairs in the Rovers in the early years, as, as far as I'm aware. I mean, they had that scene with the, the sea lion in the bath um, in, in 1964, because just for just for, just for luck well that was when if, if you listen to our strike bonus episode you'll know that there was there were strikes and, mm. and lots of the actors didn't appear mm. during that period of time so they had to hire animals was that 64 or was that 62 i can't remember now but um yeah so we got to see the rover's bathroom I think it probably was, yeah. so, sometimes we also got to see annie in bed because there was a scene where she gets um the house gets invaded, Accosted. didn't she? This is in 1975. Jack was dead, so she was living on her own in the Rovers at this point. And, um, yeah, these these two youths break into the Rovers. And so we get to see the interior of Annie Walker's boudoir. Yes, with her ridiculously high ceilings. And <laughs> yeah. a... What was this? Was it a... Um... Was it a light pole? Yeah, she had a long... She had a... She had a like, two-metre-long light pole. She turn cord. the lights on, yeah. But this... this presumably, this piece of string goes all the way to God <laughs> and he just uses the power of some angels to turn the light on for her because God knows where that's attached to. So she she had a blue theme going on in the mm. mid-70s in her bedroom, didn't she? Um, sort of blue, light, light two blue, shades yeah. of light blue stripes. stripes she's, got, she's got a big brown wardrobe there, some, a couple of... Um, Twee little uh, lights on the on the wall with little doilies and lampshady things, yeah. Um, but I don't think we saw lots of that. But over the years, we have seen that bedroom owned by different um, different uh, landladies. So obviously, in the Rovers fire in '86, we saw Bet getting dragged out there by Fireman and Kevin Webster. Didn't see a whole lot of it then because it was dark and smoky. Um, but we've seen there there are quite a few scenes of Jack and Vera living there in the nineties when it was again flowers like rose patterns on the wall. Kind of a calf kids didn't he look. Yeah, yeah, well, actually it was a little bit, you're right. Um, and that, that always had the funny scenes of you know, Vera trying to seduce Jack into bed. Uh, by the time Dougie had taken over, um it was Red um, for Danger yeah, and Man. Yeah, red, red very, very red walls. Red was the power colour of 
of characters who wanted to be taken seriously in this era, like Carla as well, later on, mm. would have red and black decoration yeah. in her yeah. flat. Of course, famous um, Rover's bedroom scene was when Edna Miller was found dead in Dougie's bed one night after a particularly heavy night of drinking. Um, and we also saw quite a lot of that room as well during Shelley's um, abuse storyline when she was basically made into a hermit, wasn't she? By was given agoraphobia. By, yeah, given agoraphobia by, by Charlie Stubbs, who was... She became reclusive and she didn't want to leave her bedroom. So he was coercively her controlling there. her before that term um, existed. But, but she she had to kind of two-tone bedroom, didn't she? She had a dado rail in the middle with the red in the bottom half and kind of cream, paley, yellowy sort of in the top half. I quite like the look of that. One, one thing I really enjoy um, in looking at old set photos is the decoration and how it reflected the taste of the time in kind of a very yeah. middle-of-the-road way. I'm surprised nothing this wasn't was... all rag-rolled, to be honest, by yeah. the time we got to this period. Nothing was, like, super innovative or, like, cutting-edge or, or, trend, or super trendy, but it's all very, you know... If you were decorating your house in this time, you probably would have considered this colour scheme at some point. Yeah. You know, decorating. Yeah, definitely. Um, the weirdest thing about the upstairs in the Rovers is in 2008, they decided to have another living quarters up there. Yeah. And I think that that's probably dropped out a lot of people's memories. And I'm hoping that some people watching or listening to this now go, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that, that was, was weird. weird. <laughs> yeah, and I so remember just appearing and going, where are they? If you imagine where everybody lives in the Rovers now, you can, in your mind, you probably think, so Jenny and, and Daisy's front room is the back room of the Rovers where Jenny watches TV and they sit and it's like a break room as well. Then you've got their little kitchen. That's the kitchen for the Rovers and also for their private use. Yeah. And then upstairs is probably just a bunch of bedrooms. Best bedrooms and bathroom. A bathroom and like, you know, the Airbnb or like... Yeah. Um, I, I can't imagine that much is going to fit up there. Although, when has that ever stopped? There Doesn't being matter. bedrooms inserted into the rovers. But here, they had this full-on, massive living area, didn't they? That it's was like a about living room, yeah. three, four times the size of the back room of the rovers. And, and this is when Michelle and Steve were, were living there. Um, well, he they were land. Yeah, they were they were land them, people. They, yeah. there. land and, people. And, and, and yeah, there was a fireplace there. There was a little kitchen area. They'd have they'd have a couple of sofas there. Little coffee table. It was like a tiny apart, apartment. It was. It was space. a little yeah. The, upstairs. Then, and and, and I I literally I don't think that we're supposed to think that that even exists. I think if anything, this has been retconned out of existence. Yeah, it I was don't just think a little it experiment. Now. I, I don't really see why they even bothered having this because everything that they did there, surely they could have also done in what's now the back room at the Rovers. But it's a, just a really interesting snippet of time, a little snapshot, isn't it, of when they tried something else. It's almost like, you know, can you imagine them doing it in the cabin and Rita's just saying one day, I think I'm just going to pop down the cellar to go and get the newspapers. And, and then for a few years, there's the cabin the cellar. giant cavernous yeah. cellar. I mean, we've been told as well in the Rovers these days that the attic's been converted. Do you remember when Simon was living there a few years no. ago and they talk about having the attic? Never seen it. Never. I don't think we've seen, and again, I'm probably very, very wrong at this. I don't think we've seen the, the upstairs of the Rovers since, since Jenny and Johnny have been there. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. hold up. Wait uh. a minute. Thank <laughs> Coronation Street, come on. The sooner had we finished recording this episode, making the video and everything, you decide to land upstairs on the Rovers with us for the first time in donkey's years. Thanks, guys. But uh, very nice, classy stuff. It is a bit, yeah. We've it, got nice wood panelling. It's yeah, painted it's carried white. on upstairs. It's, it's very fancy. I mean, it's a far cry away from what I imagine the upstairs of the Rovers looks like. And it seems quite, you know, quite vast as well. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe, it's a lot maybe, of space Maybe up the there. upstairs room could fit in there after all. I don't know. But, so they've um, got like a cream patterned wallpaper with a lovely little yeah, more, picture of a chipmunk. I love the chipmunk in there. <laughs> Very lovely, isn't it? Yeah. It just carries on the blue and white theme from downstairs, doesn't it? The bathroom, absolutely lovely. With well, it that was kind nice of, until... It became the seed of a crime. Yeah, yeah, maybe that wasn't so nice. But um, yeah, they've got kind of blue wallpaper there. Very, blue wood panelling. It looks very expensive, really, doesn't it? It, it looks, looks very, very Jenny. And I think there's definitely, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind going there for a bit of B&B action myself. Oh, that sounds a bit what? rude. <laughs> I mean, I'd like, to stay, I'd like to stay there. It looks very classy. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I love it. I hope we get to see it again. But um. Got a feeling that it was maybe not we needed after um, after tonight's. I episode. think the set was built for this story. I think it was. Think it was. But maybe um, there might be a bit of sad reflection in the beautifully illuminated mirror. Oh yes, uh, uh, accompanied by a countertop basin. It was lovely, lovely, and a very nice shower as well. A little bit acid stain, but I'm sure it scrubs right off. Yeah, maybe. They, do you think they're gonna have to redecorate again? Oh, maybe. I don't oh. Should we, let's let's get back to the what we were gonna be saying now. Okay, back to the past. Back to the past. We did, we did see a little bit more of the upstairs of the Rovers um, during the second fire um, in 2013. Now, just to be clear, there were there two were fires. There were two fires. Two fires. <laughs> uh, we saw Stella in bed and banging on the windows there, but it was dark. You couldn't really tell much. But um, she'd also, when the fire was first started, she um, she had a little bath as well. She was and having I, a little girly time, wasn't she? Yeah, she so had tea lights and things. Little did she know, as she was reclining and enjoying the spa-like atmosphere she had created... That, um, but fifth, many, many years previously, 50 years previously, a, a seal had been also enjoying a spa day. And actually, if you compare the pictures of the seal in the bath to Stella in the bath, it actually it's, seems like it's the it same. It feels like place. it could be the exact same bathroom. The taps are in, uh, in, in different spots, oh, but with the tiling yeah. and everything, I can totally imagine that that's exactly the same bathroom. So, good job whoever designed the Rover's well bathroom in 2013 for Stella. <laughs> Um, back room of the Rovers now then, Gemma. So this is... Well, let's talk about the kitchen first, I think, because oh, okay. we mentioned that they had a little kitchen area upstairs. Um, now, they probably would have liked to have had an extra kitchen because the kitchen that's in the Rovers now is considerably smaller than it ever used to be. Yeah, I mean, this, this is... It's a... like a galley kitchen, isn't it, now? Yeah, it, it, there's, there's very little there. You, you occasionally see... This is a sort of a set that... If they want to have a kitchen, they have to get it out of storage, it's, I think. But... I mean, we used to have a galley kitchen, but this is a galley kitchen even smaller than our one because there's only room for... Yeah, there's one counter. counter. on one side. Window at the end. Yeah. Some quite tasteful and wooden you, cabinets it's there, really, I'm going to say. It's kind of nice looking, but you've, you're supposed to believe that there they make all the food, yeah. including the, the, the hot pots in this tiny oven and kitchen area yeah. daily. Doesn't, doesn't really make... It makes sense. I mean... It, but the, the, by this point, we're already probably in the medical centre, the, the amount that we've been stretching out the backwards yeah. of the Rover's return. So why not just keep a huge kitchen? But no, they've, they've got a nice little neat kitchen on the edge there. But back in the early 90s, 
um, the kitchen was quite vast. It was in the more back industrial of the looking, a bit like yeah. the one in the bistro. It was, bistro yeah, now. yeah, yeah. That's a really. It's probably so similar, shelving. similar size to the one yeah, they had in the, got, like, they had in the bistro now. Units and... Yeah, this was. Um, and they would even like they'd go in there and you'd see them eating their breakfast in there. Yeah, it was sometimes. like it was utilitarian. It was. It looked like a working kitchen that you might find in like a business or in a in a hotel or something to to cook for mm. customers, whereas. The kitchen now looks like a home kitchen that also gets used. Yeah. Do you see the difference? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Although, I didn't know if I was it, what but... I would say is if I'm going to lose a massive tarantula in a Rover's kitchen, I'd probably prefer to lo- lose it in the current Rover's kitchen because there's fewer places for it to hide. Yes, that and was the story. This was the story back in 1992. There's a, there's a giant uh, wolf, what is it, mouse-eating spider that goes on the loose um, that's a story for another day. And um, there's that, at the same time as the Rover's health inspector comes round. And uh, nobody knows where this spider is. Um, and as Alec is showing the health inspector around, he kind of spots it behind him and he has to kind of like, back up to hide it from the view of this health inspector. And as it's going past him, you see his face as he's crushing this it's horrible. giant spider. And they, I don't think they could do it these days, but the look on Roy Barraclough's face, Alec Gilroy's face, yeah. when they were doing that was just priceless. Right. But yeah, massive, massive kitchen. Now it's now it's a lot more wee. <laughs> uh, and, and more um, fitting with the space that they've got, I suppose. But also... Back in the day, it would it was bigger because it kind of made sense because they did, I think they did a lot more catering. Um, yes. Back in there, yeah. So, but they still do they still cater for for people. So they'll do sandwiches and platters and things. Where are they? How I think are they're they... just making them on the. I think when they've done catering before in Corrie, they've just got the tables out in the back room and and buttered all the yeah. all the bread there. So the the back room of the Rovers, um, I think this is our final room in the pub now. Is you know the the second most important set in my eyes yes. after the bar itself. And I love, it's it's the living space of whoever happens to be the landlord and landlady at the time. And that this has changed. Although the dimensions of it haven't necessarily changed. It's been interesting seeing the decoration uh, changing with the times over the years. Yeah, I don't think they made, they've made a really big thing about this until Jenny and Johnny took over to sort of, um, when they decorated and made us the stamp and it's very much in Jenny's style and you got, you know, the penguins on the wall and everything. Mm. Um, at the beginning of the Rovers, Annie had her domain there and it was very much, well, it was kind of masculine to begin with and then it kind of becomes more feminine um, as the show progresses. But I, I just think it's funny that it's never been our thing that when a new landlord and landlady or individuals of that mm-hmm. nature move into the rovers it would it kind of makes sense to me that they would make their stamp on that room but i really think that iconically speaking annie and jenny are the only ones who you can really look at it and go yes they decorated that for themselves i don't know well let's have a look through them and see what we think so the the, the dimensions have still always been the same apart from like i said earlier there used to be two doors um on the, the door, on the wall where there is now one from the hall and one of them led into the cellar apparently and then that just kind of disappeared over time. you still got a sort of window space where the window is now although looking at some 1961 episodes it almost looks like there's no, you can't see outside of it and it's no, just it's okay. almost looks like boarded up doesn't it? Um, back in the in the, like the far corner opposite the door when you went in there'd be a cupboard and then you've got the fire surround where it still is now, there was a mirror above there um, and then occasionally there'd be other little I think there was another window we saw I haven't got a picture of this one that looked like it was looking into the kitchen or something at one point but all all very weird um, and um, then yeah over the years it just kind of 
the decoration changed with the time. So in the, in the 70s, once it went into colour, we could see it was just kind of a, a dirty cream sort no, of colour, wasn't it? That's <laughs> all right. Annie Walker's dead. She doesn't mind. Annie, she, this was she very would say tasteful. it was pearly. This was tasteful. She had like pearlescent um, curtains and mm-hmm. she had nice striped wallpaper with a picture rail above and then a beige decoration and again ceilings seeming to stretch up a lot higher than they had any <laughs> right to uh, there was a little bit in the 70s as well where they went for the kind of blue highlights as well didn't well, this, they this is what you were pointed out in the um in the rovers main bar where the paneling gets painted in contrasting colors mm. uh, and that was a trend that happened at a certain point in time that we don't talk about anymore <laughs> yeah so, so <laughs> the door that led into the back room was mostly white but with with blue Highlights around, around the, panels. the panels, not very pleasant. Um, then moving into the into the late eighties, once the fire has happened, you've just got various floral designs. Sort of, it was it was definitely I'm going to say Bet's taste. Although I mean, it's not. Yeah, what, maybe you're right. When I'll, I think of Bet, that in, yeah. when I think of Bet, she's not. Is she going to not make it leopard print themed? I don't know, but it was very. It was always kind of nanny-ish, wasn't it? Yeah, but no. But think about this: is what? Okay, right. So nanny-ish to us means a certain style because the people that were nannies when we were kids were yeah. born in that era. But nanny-ish for people are of our time is going to be at some point grey plush mirrored coffee tables nanny-ish isn't like a static concept okay so we had uh we had our our pink floral creamy kind of colors in the late 80s into the 90s there was a horse pitch on the wall in the 80s for fashion a lot of people don't really look back to this and realize this but it was all influenced by the 50s so that was why you had the poofy big skirts and the big bouffant hair and mm. all that kind of stuff because they were modelling everything on the... Well, Bet certainly had that one. Yeah, so 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 this kind of decoration with the chintzy um, uh, a tablecloth and pinks and uh, pastels and stuff, that was also very 50s. Mm. That, I like, do you I, see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I do. I like looking at all the like little little knickknacks and things like giraffes and yeah and and on the rover's mantelpiece at one point there was a little giraffe and an eagle and stuff and uh it's it's just always fun there was a big uh, again very 90s looking sofa there in the early 90s or cream also in in this we're we're just looking at some pictures of bet and um alec alec in in the back room of the rovers and uh, at one point there's a very sick looking house plant in the window (laughs) which i think must have actually been a real house plant and i'm fairly sure that there are very very few real plants in any of the sets in corrie (laughs) just because they would die immediately because there's no light yeah um so the the, the, the floral look kind of kept going until 1999 when it was finally redecorated and made to look a bit more modern or modern as it was back then because I think like we said with Dougie's bedroom earlier in the early 2000s um, big bold colours was definitely in back then and this is when yeah. Rover's back room was in its orange phase with their like blue highlights it was it was two-tone wallpaper again so that up to hip height you had orange and blue stripes oh, yeah. and then kind of peachy orange well, in, the, in the top part this was more of an artifact of the yeah this was 2000 but this was definitely a 90s thing mm. where you'd have um because dado rails used to be very popular mm. and then lots of people got rid of dado rails but then there was a trend where you'd have um, like a patterned wallpaper in the bottom half of your wall then you'd have this kind of strip that you could buy mm. which um, was like a, 
uh, companion yeah. colour contrast. Well, it wouldn't be. It would be like a complementary pattern that would go, and then you'd paint the top half of your wall one of the colours from your base pattern. Mm. And I remember this in like changing rooms and stuff. And, and they, I think they, they were definitely rocking that in the early two thousands. Yeah, so they've rovers. got like a teal and peach. Yeah going on there i just love i just love looking back at this it's so much nostalgia for like how we used to think (laughs) and this is this is another thing when i look at these stuff look at this stuff and i think oh god that's awful how how did we ever think that was nice then it gets me paranoid to like modern times i'm thinking what are we we doing wrong now (laughs) so by 2002 when fred was um in charge of the rovers there um it was it changed again in the back room to a more light grey kind of colour was there was there was It's neutral, it's it's it, not masculine, no, it's not feminine. It was very neutral for a bit. That it, it, it seemed like the changes came thick and fast in the early two thousands because that was in two thousand and one it changed that. By two thousand and four it was kind of creamy orangey colours with, with red sort of flower flesh. Well this was again another really big trend of this era of like, you know, the two thousands up to two thousand and ten to have a a plain a wallpaper with a plain background like you know like a beige or a, or a cream or a white with big bold sparse floral designs because mm. we've seen like in our even in our house we've got like a, a a bit of wallpaper that's like that from from then and then when we were looking at houses a couple of years ago there's definitely um, quite a few of them that have the accent wall, which is just like a big floral pattern. Yeah, yeah. I, I my favourite bit of the era was uh, my memory is that picture of Vernon and Liz in their cowboy outfits that went above the uh, mantelpiece with his cheesy white uh, white teeth because that covered like a, they had like an Egyptian Nefertiti. Queen Nefertiti picture there before that, didn't they? I I quite like that. This is one of my favourite back room of the Rovers sort of decors I would say um but then after that hang on hang on um I just like the fact that Vernon invented the Instagram filter before it existed then we had sort of a grey and with red highlights for a little bit which was in 2013 it changed um I Who's think this, was this 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 was um this was uh Stella I think okay. this was. I don't remember. The, this must have been. This must have been after the after the Rovers fire. They changed this, and the the wall where the um the fire surround is now was just plain block red with like poppy well, this patterns. Was, this was above. your accent wall. Yeah, and everything else was grey with like more kind of reedy, tree. grassy tree sort of patterns on. A nice tasteful white panel door leading into the kitchen. You had your grey sofa. You had your quite fancy well, puffy grey yeah, chairs around the table. This is like a bold colours contrasting with one another mm. Um, mm. and it's a bit more subtle now I think decorating yeah. trends and, and that stayed um, like that up until when uh, Jenny and Johnny moved in because we, we had like even even when no actually even beginning of Jenny and Johnny we must have had this because I, we've got a picture here of Henry and Gemma doing their cocktails and their ubadubas and everything and that we've still got the grey going on there but then um, it was um, what finally into our our modern rovers look which is i absolutely love how the back of the rovers looks now see again this this is kind of made up to make it look like it's always been this way because you've got the paneling yeah paneling's back again up to hip height and it is very very elaborate and um kind of a light light brown sort of like an oaky wood color and Mm. then you've got a sort of light navy 
on the wall and then the accent on the chimney is a geometric navy pattern on a white background yeah and um it does look like it's a, a herringbone wooden floor mm. and a massive very expensive in the show <laughs> but very table. cheap in real life we've, we've seen marble this table. we've seen this marble table in real life this it looks doesn't like, look as good this looks like you couldn't move it by yourself but in real life you could probably push it with your finger oh, yeah you know? yeah um, I love all the pa- the pictures they put on the wall. Like they had the J Hart J, didn't they? They had the, and the penguins and everything. It was very kind of family feeling. There was a picture of Johnny and Kate and Aiden on the wall as well for a time. Yeah. It was it was really lovely. I I I I think that this is just right. But I I'm hoping the the thing the thing that I always com- we always complain about the street. Or maybe it's mostly me. Is the <laughs> The external bit of the street, they're, they're so loath to change, aren't they? There's a look about how the main street should look and Audrey's looks like well, the this fact and the factory that... looks... I suppose the factory and Audrey's has changed slightly, but... Well, they... the fact that they've never changed the the yellow and blue uh, painted bricks... Yeah, from Jack and Vera. ...for where Jack and Vera lived there is testament to how reticent they are They like They anything. like the outdoor set of Coronation Street to stay frozen in time, but as we've seen from all this Rovers stuff... They're, they're happy to change that, you know, fairly, fairly regularly. More, so more regularly than we ever redecorate. What are you moaning about? Then? I'm not. I'm saying it's great. I'm saying I that's... One of the no, things I'm, you always say. No, I'm, no, I'm just saying it's... Oh, no, okay. I, I moan about the fact that they don't change the outdoors. Oh, okay. bit, like, they've got to keep well, the factory. There's got to be a salon. Then, but... As long as we change the interiors. Yeah. And I was wrong then when I said that there are only really two big areas of decorating with a... Uh, the landladies making their, their yeah, mark. but no, I would there's, say there's that they are they are quite distinctive. Jenny, Jenny's period and um, Annie's period. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's just because they're both strong women, and it feels like even though there is a future of Coronation Street, it does feel like a bookend, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. And it's nice to look back on the history of the Rovers and um, all the the women who have stalked the hallways. Yeah, and how they've made their mark. But what about the the back garden? Yeah, I mean that. The there's, yard. A, there's only so much that you can say about the yard. We'll, we'll we'll have it for completion purposes, but it's not changed too much. I mean, back back in the seventies, that episode where the Yobbos um, broke into the Rovers and into Annie's bedroom, there was a scene at the end of that where they chase they chase out the back, and I think Len and Ray kind of accost them. So we saw a bit of the back of the Rovers yard. Are we going to say was... that the yard is the most consistent space in? Rover's history. Yeah, it probably is, to be honest. <laughs> there, it looks like there was a little lean-to or something in the yard the at that point, where the smoking now. shelter is now. Um, but yeah, it's all just, you know, the same old white brick. The smoking shelter was put there in 2008, I think we said. And um, yeah, they don't they don't have people going out the back too often there, do they? Um, but I've got a little picture here. This is, must have been from, from last year. Look, Brian coming out of the door that leads from the bar to the rovers because you got the door that leads to the hallway where the coats are hanging up and then you got this door which leads to the back of the bar where the piano is and the old snack bar and everything used to be so that's that's how they get out there but i'm i'm not a massive fan of the back of the rovers it's so, it does the job so can you explain to me it does give us an idea of how many rooms there are out upstairs though because there's an awful lot of windows yeah there are i still don't think that that huge lounge space could fit there i don't know so there's a window in the backyard and that presumably that attaches to the kitchen, but that doesn't exist in the kitchen because that's where the oven is. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm just, we're looking at a back, back so, of the Rovers now and so I'm when, thinking, is this Michael, the lounge? When people walk through the Rovers 
door. Yeah. They're in the they're in the main bar. They go, right, I'm going to go out in the back and have a cigarette. They walk through the doorway. Yeah. Where do they go? What, the main doorway? They, they go straight through... on. Straight on, straight on, straight on. Have we ever, ever seen nook. this hallway? I don't know. I don't think there is. Is it just a passageway think, that exists? I think there's just a door. Is it just a passageway that exists between this and the and Ken's house? I don't know. They don't I, walk through the back room. I don't do think they? we're supposed to no think about to it. it. I don't think we're supposed to think about it too hard. But just looking at a picture here, I think we've got the the rovers, the living room window, the door outside of the corridor, the kitchen. So I don't know what this bit to the side. Of, it, none of it really makes sense. But let's not think about it too hard, shall we? Because it might just make our brains explode. Well, you know, we we made a mention about the room of requirement earlier and I think it is maybe, are we going to say, to, to bring this to a close, mm. have you got anything else to say? No, not particularly. I'm going to say that in the grand tradition of um, British fiction, making things up and having more space than they really need, like J.K. Rowling's Room of Requirement, like Doctor Who's TARDIS, where it's as big or as small as you ever want it to be. The rovers exist in a magical space mm. where there is no geography or <laughs> restraints for space. You can just do whatever you like because it's not really real. Exactly. We were talking to um, the Choropedia guys um, recently about this, and David said that the, the actual street itself, the outside of the street, wasn't seen in the first year of the programme at all. And so um, that's why the rovers set, uh, the set designers felt that they could make the rovers' interior whatever size they wanted to because they didn't have a real sort of lockdown idea about this This is the dimensions of it. And when we finally saw the rovers' full exterior in 1962, they could only make it as big as the studio would allow. And, and you know, that was what they were stuck with, even though they'd maybe said well this is what we want it to look like and then when they tried to actually build it it was like no no can't, can't do it so oh well, well. this is the whole thing the history telly magic the, the history of coronation street stories are always a negotiation between the production possibilities and what the writers can imagine and yeah. that's just that's just life it's a compromise always and uh even though it has been <laughs> confusing hopefully you've enjoyed the history of the of the Rovers. Thank you. I, I Michael think spent so much time I, putting this together. Well, th- this, is, this has been like a little project of mine over the past few months. I'm thinking, oh, I need, need to find the right time to do this. And I need to make a video of it and everything. I, I, I don't know whether listening back, whether it's... I don't know how well it's going to work as do an audio-only podcast. Do you, did you, do you feel like you know the Rovers more now? Or do you feel like it's just an elusive I think enigma? I, was, I think I pretty much understood <laughs> it beforehand, apart from the incomprehensible bits, like the, yeah. extra, the extra door that they had in the 61 and the uh, the massive upstairs room. I'd love I'd love to see more of the extra rooms. Although, does it, does it you know, if they had the cellar more often, if they had the upstairs more often, would, they, would it make it feel less special? Good question. I just want to, I want to see the, I want to see the renovated attic. This thing, that's the thing with the Rovers. It's, it's supposed to be a proper B&B now, isn't yeah. it? That they let out rooms, which they've, they've only ever done just recently. Well, they've only ever really let it to, to characters that are already on the street. I want to see them yeah, have well, a guest. Yeah, yeah, they could do, couldn't they? Well, they Ronnie lived there for a bit, and yeah, um, exactly. that Scott, Scott bloke who Johnny... Um, um, Johnny but, I know, but you know with. what I mean? They're like characters, yeah. and then they stay there. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe, maybe that's a, a storyline for the future. Who knows? Got to um, I think that's well, it. I think I we're think done. Thank you very much, Michael, for all your hard work. Thank you to well, Coropedia. Thank you for joining me today. And um, all the reference books yes. that you use, which <laughs> yeah. um, include 
her book we mentioned by Life by Darren Times at the Rovers Little. Return by Darren Little. They also had another Rovers book recently, didn't they? You're thinking, yeah, the, the Tim Randall book. Return by yeah. Tim Randall. Yeah. And there's also the 60th anniversary book too. There's loads of great books about um, it, but I mean, as always, Corypedia. You don't need those because you've got our podcast. Today. <laughs> yeah. I hope this is entertaining for you. If you want to see more things like this, let us know. I don't think that any other place in Coronation Street will have changed quite as much as the Rovers. But Maybe the factory, it. but I think there's mm. definitely a real charm and love and nostalgia for the Rovers. It is the most special place in Coronation Street, yeah. and I think that is in good hands with our current landlady totally Jenny and one. um and Daisy what a, what a star she is it really feels as though um the future's bright for the rovers and who knows what rooms will be invented in the future who knows <laughs> who knows they'll we'll probably find them, like the conservatory one of these days yes or, or the movie room the cinema room yeah there's it's a always been room. there everybody <laughs> thank you very much for listening to our podcast we appreciate you and um See you next time. See you next time. Bye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Oh, oh.